This is The Structuring Podcast. Good day and welcome back. This is episode 81 of The Structuring Podcast. Today's topic is separations and loans. And we're talking about separations in the sense of divorces or a de facto relationship breaking down. So let's say Homer and Marge have a few properties they have a few loans and now they're getting separated. What's going to happen is possibly Marge is going to want one property. Home is going to want to keep another property and they might have to sell a few. So what do they need to consider? Well, when separating, they're no longer spouses. So if Marge wants to keep a property and if that property is mortgaged, she's going to have to discharge the mortgage from joint names reapply and qualify for a new loan, give a new mortgage to a new lender or even the same lender. Now, because they're no longer spouses, Homer can't go on as a co-borrower. So Marge has to qualify on her own. And because of this, often it's not practical for a property to be kept, especially in the name of the, the spouse or the former spouse that's on a low income. It may not be possible from a practical point of view to qualify for the loan. Could Homer go on as a co-borrower, assuming their relationship is still friendly? Well, no, because lenders only allow co-borrowers for spouses. And because they're separating, they're no longer spouses. So the lender is not going to allow that. If one of them has a good income and qualifies on their own, they will be able to transfer title. And that can be pursuant to a court order or um, an outright purchase or, or a transfer. It's also possible that they may have um, enough cash to pay the other out, but they have to consider the deductibility of interest, especially if that property is an investment property or it will become one later on. And actually with investment properties, say two spouses separate and they transfer title to one of them, and the other gets a, a payout. The ATO consider that transfer to be not a purchase. So if Homer borrows money to pay out Marge and in return he's getting the full title to the property, the ATO consider that the interest on the loan won't be deductible. So let's say Homer and Marge have a million dollar property and it's got a $600,000 loan on it. The equity is 400000 So Homer and Marge, between them, they agree that Homer's going to keep the property and in return, Marge is going to get a, a sum of $200,000. Homer hasn't got $200,000, so he's going to have to increase the existing loan from six hundred to 800000 He might be able to do that because he's got um, good income and good borrowing power and there's enough equity in the property. However, the ATO consider that to be a borrowing to pay out a family law separation. So the interest won't be deductible. Homer's share of the original loan was 300000 assuming they were 50-50 owners. So at most, Homer could claim the interest on 300000 out of the $800,000 loan. So sometimes it's better to avoid these transfers pursuant to uh, family law court orders, but just to do it as an outright sale and then cop the stamp duty. Stamp duty is a one-off expense 
and um, going forward they might be able to claim much more interest. However, if it was an investment property, it's likely to trigger capital gains tax as well. So when separating, you've got to consider loans, mortgages, serviceability, deductibility of interest, and the inability to be co-borrowers. Make sure you get legal advice and also credit advice. Sometimes there's no point in trying to do something from a legal point of view if it's going to be impossible to borrow. So perhaps save your money on legal fees, get some credit advice first, see if it's possible, and then go and get the legal advice. Okay, that's it for this week. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.